0: welcome to the crystal guardian podcast my name is caressa and this is a show on which i share about my life as a healer and crystal artist here we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness art and spirituality giving a voice to the visionaries of today Hello, and a very, very big welcome to the Crystal Guardian podcast. Today I am recording this episode for the very first time from my new studio space. It um, maybe sounds a little bit hollow still, so forgive me for that, but I still have to uh, kind of fill the place up with a bit more furniture. Yeah, today we are diving into something really fun. I wanted to give a very kind of practical outlay of Crystal Grids and how they work, what they do, how to create Crystal Grids at home and what is essential to know. This is very different from experiencing a Crystal Grid experience with me. This is something that I offer where you can come and join me to create a crystal grid artwork. This process, I will give you a bit of information beforehand, but it is very intuition based. And what I wanna dive into today is a bit more wisdom based. So we look at really what is going on as we are creating crystal grids. And this can also be a really good episode to listen if you have ever purchased the crystal grid guide and you wanna kind of uncover what everything means that is inside your crystal grid so the shapes and all those things especially listening to this episode after listening to i think it's episode two or maybe four it's called your cheat sheets to crystal healing it's really good it dives very much into the chakras and the colors of the crystals and how they correlate and i also share a bit more on kind of the foundations of how crystals work and how crystal energy works. So, first diving into the very basics. I also mentioned this in the episode, Your Chi Chi to Crystal Healing, but just to give like kind of that base from where we can learn. If we look at the universe, everything is made out of atoms, they vibrate on a certain frequency, and this vibration is what makes the energy of an object. It's also what makes it that we can touch things. Like this vibration is so fast that it makes that something is matter. It is why why we are solid because all those atoms are vibrating so fast that it creates this, this feeling of, of something being hard. If you have ever had uh, science or what is it, physics, if you've ever had physics in school, then maybe you know about the sound waves, which have the nodes and the anti nodes. In Dutch, it's knopen and buiken. It is this, the way of a wave, when there is a node or a buik of two different sound waves coming together, they amplify. So it is not one plus one is two, but it is one plus one is three or five or a hundred or, you know, whatever. It's amplification. It's why sound gets harder when certain stereos are placed together. You can imagine this is what happens with sound waves, but it's also what happens with energy waves, with frequency. This Mm -hmm. is what happens with crystals. So when we have two separate amethysts and we place them together, they do not just equal the energy of two separate amethysts, but they create a field together which is stronger Clear quartz is a beautiful crystal that um, is very neutral in its energy and it amplifies all the other energies of the crystals around it. So that's a beautiful addition to any crystal grid. But in general, this is why we feel such a big difference when we have a crystal grid in our house as opposed to already having those crystals in our house but having them at separate spots or maybe placed together in, in a kind of box without intention when we create this field and we infuse also our own intention into it as we are creating, yeah, it really works as a very, very big amplifier. That is kind of the foundation of how a crystal grid works and why we feel such a big difference. It, yeah, it's really, you know, it, it's my favorite thing about crystal grids. They are these huge, strong, energetical portals in your house that set of fields of a whole room, like they can really fill up the energy of a whole room and change the total dynamics. It's, it's a very powerful tool to have in your house. And if we look at how a crystal grid should be made, and I'm using air quotes here because you can create a crystal grid in any way that you like, but usually it has one center stone that really sets the energy. And then there is crystals around that, that kind of dive more into the subtle energies. Also one of the things that I love about crystal grids is that you can get really subtle in what you want to create. You know, it's not just, you have a rose quartz for love and you have a tiger's eye for courage. You know, those are two very, very kind of separate energies. But if you add those together, so you place a rose quartz in the center and then you have the tiger's eye around it, which creates courage of the heart, right? So maybe you want to come out to your crush and tell them that you love them. Then this is a beautiful combination. You can add in a little bit of lapis lazuli, which is great for the throat to speak your truth, to speak authentically. And as we are creating this, Using all these different crystals, using all these different energies, we really create kind of a story. One of the things that you usually say is that every crystal has its own story, and together they write a whole book. So a crystal grid is really a whole book of something that is happening, and uh, you know you can get really specific. You can you can dive into the subtle energies of any case because we are not flat human beings, you know, we are, we are complicated, you know, we are, we are intricate, we are interesting, and there's always multiple things going on and there are always layers to peel off. And using these different crystals, we can use them to help us peel off the layers and really support us exactly how we need to be supported. You know, it goes beyond just one single crystal. It, it really supports us as a whole complicated energetic system. And if we look at the energy direction that we want to work in, it's really a big difference if we are creating a crystal grid on the body, which you usually do for uh, crystal healing, or if you're creating a crystal grid for a space. So if we are creating a crystal grid on the body, then we want to make sure that the energy is directed inwards. So, for example, if you have a terminated point quartz, so uh, that's usually kind of like a tower or a longer crystal that has a point pointing in a certain direction. You see them very often used in crystal grids. And if you have those crystals that are pointing in a direction, then you want to make sure that those points are pointing towards the place that we are addressing. So if it is on body and we are talking about opening the throat chakra, maybe you want to place that lapis lazuli again on the throat. And then you want to place the clear quartz points that you have and point them towards the lapis lazuli, towards the points that you want to direct the energy to, because we want to really direct all this energy into one specific spot, so this can be healed. If we are creating a crystal grid for a space, you can imagine that it needs a totally different tactic. We want to make sure that the energy is flowing out that it's filling up the space we want to use that lapis lazuli that is in the center and direct its energy all out into all directions so when you want to create something like this you take those same points but they are pointing outwards instead of inwards this time and of course this goes beyond just having points that are pointing in a certain direction if you are using crystals Even tumbled crystals, which are, you know, naturally shaped, they can have a specific direction that the energy is moving or flowing into. And to really understand this, I kind of want to do a little practice with you guys. So if you have two crystals, preferably two different crystals in your house or with you or on you right now, I want you to quickly well, after I explain, of course, but quickly pause the podcast, grab your crystals and do this exercise with me because it's really, really fun. And I have in the times that I've shared this almost a hundred percent success rate of people really feeling the difference while using the same two crystals. So if you have your two crystals, you want to place them In a vertical line, so one is uh, kind of on top of the other if you place them in front of you. And it can be any crystals, any shape, does not matter at all. It Just the point is that you have two different crystals. So if you have placed those two crystals, you want to just take a little moment to settle in. Take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Take a moment to center yourself, slowing down your breath. And with a very soft gaze, observing the two crystals in front of you and feeling or tuning into energy looks or feels different for each and every one of us. So there is no one way to do this. Maybe you want to use your hands to hold them over your crystals. Maybe it's just enough for you to visually observe, finding your way. But taking a moment to take in the energy of these crystals right now. And if you're not feeling anything, that is also a feeling. Take a moment to seal in that energy. And right now, I want to ask you to turn the crystal that is on top in 90 degrees. So if it was pointing up, it's now pointing towards the side. And bottom crystal can stay exactly the same as it was And taking a moment again, taking a deep breath. (sighs) A soft gaze towards your crystals and observing if there is anything different. The energy is flowing in a different way. Maybe it feels the same. I can be really, really subtle. Maybe you can feel it in your hands, that it feels more magnetic or it feels warmer or it's tingling, or maybe it feels less, maybe it feels a bit colder, or maybe you have this, this inner itch that you just want to change it or put it back. Or there's very, very many different ways to tune in and to sense. So allow yourself to play, to experiment, discover. And just sealing in the energy of this constellation of crystals. And now taking both crystals and having them switch places, so the bottom crystal is now on top, the top crystal is now at the bottom. Again taking a deep breath, Tuning in, noticing differences, changes. What is your experience? Maybe there are certain thoughts popping up. Trusting your inner knowing, your intuition, whatever you're feeling, whatever is coming up is valid. sealing in this energy of this constellation and just looking at those three ways of placing the exact same crystals just in different constellations. There is a shift in energy, right? It's it's palpable. Maybe you didn't feel that much, that is totally fine. It can be that you're just finding your way of tuning into the energy. It is a really fun practice to try again, see if it changes. If we are working together with the crystals, they will speak more clear and more clear over time. Uh, So it's fun to come back to. But most people, they really feel a difference, right? Also turning that top crystal, 90 degrees. It's it's really fun because you can see how the energy changes direction as well. So you don't need to have a double terminated or a single terminated point to direct the energy in a grid. You can feel intuitively where the energy is flowing. And this is something that we can all do. We all react to this energy. We can all feel. And yeah, this is one of the one of the things that you can play around with when you are creating a crystal grid yourself. So really checking in if this is something that, as you are placing crystals together, if it is something that feels in alignment with yourself, if it reacts to your energetic center in a good way. Because something that is very important to know is that everybody's unique energetic system is unique. And the way that my energetic system reacts to a certain crystal grid, to a certain constellation of crystals is not the same as your energetic system will react to it. So it is always, 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 always when you are creating a crystal grid, going back to how does it feel for me? How does it feel in my body? How does it feel in my system? Does it make me feel expansive, open, comforted? Or does it make me feel like it's too much, like it's very heavy? You know, you can place a lot of good crystals together, but maybe the energy is a bit too much. It's too heavy. It's too intense for you. Maybe right now you need something more soft, gentler, you know, it's all, and this can change over time as well. In certain moments and times of your life, you need different crystals. Sometimes I feel very pulled towards the more energetic, the the bigger crystals right now. I love black tourmaline, but it's not a crystal that I want to have around all the time. Sometimes I really crave more gentle energies like uh, calcite, you know, that really soft, diffuse loving energy. So Every time as you are creating a grid, tuning into what feels good for you in that moment. And also, as we have created a crystal grid and you place it in your house, uh, you find a really nice spot in your house to place it, then, you know, tuning back into it. Because if we leave it in a certain place for too long and it gets dusty and, it's not really given any intention or love anymore. The energy can become stagnant as well because it's also about our intention going into the crystals and what purpose they are serving. Maybe it's it's something that we have already passed a long time ago. Either you can create a new constellation, you can create a new crystal grid, or you can pass it on to someone else. But this is, yeah, it's something that is always moving, ever-changing, and good to tune in with yourself if it is something that is still in alignment for you in this moment. So if we are creating a crystal grid in our homes, what do we want to keep in mind? I love, 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 love creating a crystal grid on my altar. You can also create a crystal grid for different spaces in your house, looking at feng shui. So if you look at your house, you have different zones in your house that represent different kind of energies or things in your life. So you have an area for relationship, an area for work and money and abundance and all these different things. So you can look at where are those centers in my house. If you just Google Feng Shui house layouts or something like that, uh, it's very easy to find. I've also written a post about it on Instagram a long time ago, so maybe you can find it if you scroll down. But it's a really beautiful also kind of layout to use in your house of where do you want to place a certain crystal grid. So a crystal grid for opening up to a new love can be in the place of relationships in your house, right? But overall, in general, that was a little segue there. Um, but overall in general, you want to find a place in your house that you keep coming back to. Maybe you have a little sacred space or a little meditation space in your house and that is a beautiful place to place a grid. It's preferably somewhere that you sit still for a couple of seconds every single day. So you can tune in, uh, you can align yourself with the energy of your grid because one of the most important things to take into account when working with crystals is that it is not something, yeah, it's not something stagnant. So the crystals, they ask us to work in collaboration with them. They want to also, you know, flow through our energetic system and not just be placed somewhere. And then then we're expecting them to do the work. No, we sit still with them. We infuse them with our own energy, with our own intention. And it's really beautiful to, yeah, place it in a nice sacred space in your house. Sit still every morning for a moment, reconnect with the intention of your grid, and take a little breath with it. Really align yourself with the energy as you breathing in, breathing in the energy of your crystal grid, and breathing out, letting go everything that's allowed to flow out. So these are all beautiful, beautiful practices. Something that I love doing if you are working with a very specific intention is to write that intention very beautifully (laughs) on a piece of paper and then turning the paper upside down and placing the crystal grid on top of that paper. This way you really anchor in the energy of that intention. So these are all kind of fun ways to work with your crystals. When do you know that a crystal grid is quote-unquote done? It's intuition-based. Some crystals, they can stay for years and years and years. Some crystal grids, they they only need a week. This again is as you are tuning into your crystal grid every morning, feeling if it still feels in alignment with you. And if it doesn't, then it's time to take the crystal grid apart or to place it somewhere else or to give the crystals to someone else, but really staying true to what you feel is right. Also, if it feels like the energy is stagnant, but you feel like you do still really need the energy, you can try and cleanse the crystals. If there have been a lot of people in your house, it can really help to cleanse the energy sometimes because they are very strong, strong anchor points. And if there's a lot of people coming in and out that can kind of, you know, create a bit more of a dense energy in your house. So you want to keep the, you want to keep the space clean, you know, in any way, not just for your crystal grid, but also for yourself. I'm not someone that says you have to clean it, uh, cleanse it every new moon and you know, like all those things. No, if you feel like the energy is stagnant, first cleanse yourself. And if that didn't help, then cleanse the crystals. You can do it using uh, sage smoke, cinnamon stick smoke, Palo Santo is not really cleansing, it's more charging. There's a bunch of beautiful, beautiful things. You can also use your own energy. So placing it in a beautifully healing, cleansing lights, just holding your hands around the crystal grid also does wonders. And it's, I find a very empowering practice because it's your energy that is doing work because, you know, we are the healers. Uh, it is all already inside. If we look at the very classic crystal grids, we see um, a lot of them on top of sacred geometry. Sacred geometry is kind of the way that the universe organizes itself. It is the invisible blueprint of all life. A beautiful, beautiful way um, or thing that shows this is in those very ancient ammonite shells, uh, you know, that have the spiral, which also is the Fibonacci spiral that it's based on. And yeah, if you go into, you know, like atoms, if you look at anything in the universe, it can be kind of brought back to that original shape and to those original shapes that are in the sacred geometry. Now, I do want to say that this is not my area of expertise, because if you have seen the crystal grid artworks that I create, you might notice that I don't use the sacred geometry as a base layer. But this kind of works similar as the way that I was sharing before to place an intention on a piece of paper, place it beneath the crystals, and then use that to place the crystals I prefer my energy is a bit more wild, is a bit more free. I prefer to place the crystals in shapes that feel intuitively right for me. Sometimes, yes, it it does look geometric, but not always. And I felt that the shapes of sacred geometry, they were a bit too constrictive for me personally and for my energetic system. But of course, this can be very different and they are super powerful uh, symbols to work with. If you look at the Flower of Life, this is one of those shapes that has all these circles kind of locking into one another. This is found in, you know, the ancient, ancient Egyptian temples. These things are old. They go way back. And you can find sacred geometry in almost every single religion, every single place in earth, in Egyptian temples, Eastern temples, synagogues, churches, you know, they are everywhere and also in nature, of course. There is so much beautiful energy there. And it's a whole world to uncover. If you want to give a specific energy, you know, you have sacred geometry sacred geoma- geometric symbols for feminine energy, for the divine mother, for union of life, for, you know, all these different things are are symbolized by these sacred geometric symbols. And you can use them to have as a base layer of your crystal grid and then placing the crystals on those anchor points or the places where the, kind of the places or the the lines inter- intersects. So, you know, it is one way to create a crystal grid. It's not my way, but it can be your way. And it's really, really powerful. It's beautiful. It's just a different a different way. You know, there are so many different ways of going about creating a crystal grid. If we look at the shapes that we are placing them in, they also tell a very big story. If we are looking at the shape of a crystal, that also holds a story. And then if we look at the energy of a crystal, that also holds a story. So it is symbolism and symbolism and symbolism, and it's just beautiful. I love symbolism. (laughs) Um, I love it with all my heart. It's one of the, yeah, really cool things about crystal grids is that there is so much to uncover and there's so much more than meets the eye. These are all things that you can kind of play around with I am going to be holding a crystal grid master class that will be. Let me look. It will be Tuesday, March twenty second at seven o'clock. I will have a little link uh, for that in my bio on Instagram, or you can go to my website, which will have a little, a little, um, a little thing on the on the homepage where you can sign up as well. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I will dive much more into those shapes of the crystals and the shapes of how they are placed and also of the individual crystals. So what does it mean when a crystal is round? What does it mean when a crystal is, you know, a cluster? Um, Because those are all holding different kinds of energies again. And yeah, it's just a very, very fun masterclass that I kind of wanted to uh, bring out there. I love, love, love teaching. I love, love, love spreading more love around Crystal Grids. And I thought it would also be a beautiful place if you are, you know, having any questions around these topics so you can ask them all there. So I would love to see you there. And if you have any questions or if you want to chat with me about all things Crystal Grids, then please find me on Instagram at withcaressa or at The Crystal Guardian Pod. Yeah, I am just back from a little podcast break. I am really loving it that you are tuning back in, that you are listening, and I hope you really enjoyed this conversation. If you did, it is so greatly appreciated if you can leave a review. This way, other people can find the podcast. I can share the love of crystals with many, many more, and yeah, we make the world a bit more of a happy place together. Sending you all a lot of love and speak soon.